1: Welcome to the BCP podcast. I'm going to try to keep my crap together. It is September 11th, 2023. Some of you may find this one of the more emotional uh episodes I've done. I don't know. I don't talk about it because it's private, but I have someone in my family directly affected by 9/11. Our family was direct by was directly affected by 9/11. My family name is on the memorial in the new World Trade Center in New York. There's a member of my family that goes every few years, is invited to participate in the events. It hit close to home. Now, that's actually not why this is going to be an emotional episode. Let me start off with this first one, folks. Um, This one absolutely absolutely heartbreaking because the tyranny and the terrorism that affected us on 9-11 continues and that terrorism and that act of tyranny comes from our federal government and the treasonous, traitorous, murderous, deep state rat bastards that continue continue their reign of terror. 22 years ago, we had 9-11. 22 years ago, Najordi Meacham was born. And he died on August 28th, 2021, two weeks after this illegitimate Biden regime and his illegitimate DOJ charged him with four misdemeanor crimes of walking inside the U.S. Capitol on January 6th. 2021 the doors were open what was this 22 year olds crime that died on August 28th he was walking around with a a, a pole uh, that had Trump's that had Trump on it he had a Trump flag he walked around he looked outside of a broken window Caused no violence and was uh, asked to leave or escorted out by the police. Geordi was only 22 years old, one of 10 children. He has nine siblings that he's left behind. 22 years old. He had his whole life ahead of him. I can't even imagine if my life were cut short at 22. Absolute, senseless, needless death of uh, 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 of Geordi Meacham. Jordy was arrested less than a month ago and faced four basic misdemeanors that usually result in a plea deal and probationary sentences. Where are the Republicans on the death of Jordy Meacham, 22? An entirely peaceful J6-er. This is what Breitbart is reporting. Jordy Meacham, a 22-year-old nonviolent defendant charged with entering the U.S. Capitol, On January 26, 2021, has died while facing prosecutions for for four misdemeanors and what may have been a suicide. According to the U.S. Department of Justice, Meacham traveled to Washington, D.C. with his uncle Odin. Both attended the Stop the Steal rally at the Washington Monument before proceeding to the U.S. Capitol. Odin was arrested in May this year and charged with violent felonies, including attacking police with a wooden pole. But... George Meacham, he goes by George, was never accused of violence. The federal complaint against him includes several photos of him wandering around the Capitol outside and then inside the Capitol building holding a Trump 2020 flag. It states that he walked into the U.S. Capitol, then walked to a broken southern window, looked out, and raised his Trump 2020 flag. He was later escorted out of the building by law enforcement. He did nothing violent or destructive. After an obituary for Jordan Meacham was posted online, Julie Kelly, who has been reporting extensively on the Jan- January January twenty sixth trials. God bless Julie Kelly. We've covered her reports many times on this show. Tweeted out that he had been told that she had been told by um a reliable source that he had committed suicide. This is the fourth known suicide tied to January sixth. The hopelessness, the torture, the, 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 the 22-year-old kid scared, scared out of his, I, this is scary, folks. I'm in my 40s and I would be scared, it would scare the hell out of me to have this situation. A 22-year-old kid who went with his uncle and did nothing non-violent, arrested and prosecuted. Heartbreaking news, death certificate confirms that George Meacham, 22, died of a gunshot wound to the head. He took his life a few weeks after being arrested on four misdemeanor-related charges to January 6. I hope these freaking bastards rot in hell. Luckily for them, that I am not Jesus and I am not our heavenly... Father, I would be all justice and no Jesus mercy. All because of these power hungry bastards want to criminalize. I mean, his crime, raising a Trump 2020 flag. That's his crime and being there and supporting President Trump and the people. This is absolutely sickening and maddening to me. This day, 22 years ago, I was in Nigeria, the small town of Burn ikibi We were training Nigerian soldiers. No, that's not me. I know I'm black, conservative patriot. This is not me from me, James, but this is from Jeffrey McCallop on today, the anniversary of the 9-11, 9-1-1, September 11 attacks on America by the warmongers. This day, 22 years Years ago, I was in Nigeria. We were training Nigerian soldiers. We watched the Twin Towers fall on local television. I cried. I wept like a child. I wanted to pull my teeth out. I didn't know what to do. I left the tent and started running across the open fields. I stopped sweat running down my face, catching my breath. Like a bullet hitting me in the face, I realized what I was designed to do. I realized what God had put me on this planet for. Three months later, we were on a C-17 Globemaster headed for Kandahar, Afghanistan. I spent the first part of the Great War leapfrogging mountaintops, calling airstrikes on savages far below. So cold, so high up, 10 to 13 feet, snow waist deep inside my sleeping bag, wedged between rocks, waiting like a spider for my friends to arrive. We watched our planned targets load weapons and munitions into the back of trucks near a small village. Dogs running around, chickens multiple vehicles, boxes, garbage, hay, small stable for goats. This is all a letter from Jeffrey McKellop on today. Oh, if you haven't figured out, Jeffrey McKellop, who was training Nigerian forces on 9-11-2001, who has written this letter, who suffered and served in our military. He is writing this letter as a January 6th political prisoner. I am sickened by this evil. And you know what really sickens me, brothers and sisters? That our Republican representatives are doing nothing. They're sitting on their asses doing nothing, doing squat for these political prisoners. He goes on to to talk about this experience. They were getting ready to attack innocents, laughing as they loaded heavy machine guns, bombs and supplies. We spotted them far below and lazed the target, launched from a B-52 over 20,000 ab- feet above the planet. I will never forget the roar of the 500 pounds of guided munitions as it screams overhead between the mountaintops headed for its final target. With a blanding flash, it's over and there's nothing left. They were not laughing anymore. Thank you America for all that you have done for this world. I will never forget you. My name is Jeff McKellop, proud father of Davison Page, retired US Army Special Forces, ODA 394-394-396. I am a political prisoner. In America in 2023, we have vets who served this country for the cause of 9/11, for the cause of freedom, for the cause whether you believe that we were justified into going to afghanistan or iraq these were soldiers who trusted their government and did what they were what they were assigned to do and now because he protested the stolen election of 2020 he is a political prisoner makes me sick beyond words all right a little bit of hope here. If you go to Patrick uh excuse me, if you go to um Enrique Tario's defense fund, as the time I'm recording this, it's $71,509. By the time junior number two edits this, much later, uh, this, this is gonna go up late. Some of you it'll it'll be Tuesday, but I'm I promise you I'm doing this on Monday. 9 11 Some of you will see it on Tuesday. So when Junior Number 2 edits this and you're watching the video format of this on if you're watching the video format of this on Locals.com or watching this on Patreon when I'm looking at it, as of now it's 71509 It was a lot less earlier. The Tardo Family Fund. I got a text. I'm on a group text with Patrick Byrne and Patrick Byrne and I'm going to play it for you. Patrick Byrne is going to match $100,000. See, this, this uh, of Give, Fund Go. Uh, so, excuse me, Give, Send, Go. Don't ever use GoFundMe. We say GoFundMe, but it's not actually GoFundMe. It's GiveSendGo. Go. Do not use GoFundMe. They cancel conservative of things. Screw them. The hell with them. Use Give, Send, Go. Tardial Family Fund. This is the official fund. Created by his wife, Zuni They're at $71,509. When they get to $100,000, they, they, their goal is $200,000. When they get to $100,000, Patrick Byrne is going to throw in the $100,000 for them. He's going to max the $100,000 to reach $200,000. Please give. I've given. I'm giving again. We want to get uh, Enrique Tarrio. They try to get, they try to frame him, they try to pr- frame President Trump and get Enrique Gitario to say that through different connections, he was following instructions of President Trump, which he was not. Uh, so Enrique Gitario on Friday was uh, on a Twitter spaces uh, with Gateway Pundit, and this is how the whole thing came about. Very emotional. Listen to it. Um, let me know if you'd like to have me to have Patrick on the show. Patrick's been doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes to fight the stolen rigged election he's still putting his money where his mouth is anyway if you didn't watch this or listen to this let me play it for you
2: okay so um, the website where you can donate to my family is tario that's t a r r i o org. that's tario familyfund.org.
3: i put it up in the nest um, and i also put
4: okay here. wonderful thank you kara
0: Terry, I'll make a deal with you. How much money do you need for this?
2: Uh, I, have, I have no idea, Patrick, but you could reach out to Kara, uh so you could communicate with my family. And uh, if you could help out in any way that you could, I, I'd highly appreciate that. Um, you know, we're, I'm fighting for my life here. Okay? I'm I, fighting and I'm I'll- trying to stay strong for everybody.
0: I'll make. I know you are. I'll make a hundred thousand dollar matching offer. You raise a hundred thousand. I'll put. If we get, there's two thousand people on this phone call. If we can get a hundred thousand you to d- pony up a hundred thousand bucks. I'll match a hundred thousand bucks. That that'll have you two hundred thousand. Does that give you some some tailwind or some breathing room? Okay, Patrick, I I, I really here here. I, I mean, uh, I,
2: there's no words for me right now. Uh, for, for that for that offer. Uh, you know uh, that that would go that would go perfect a long way
0: right now. Um, I, I have no words. I, 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 really don't. This is going to get, so you're in the who right now. I hate to be insensitive. Enrique, you're in the who right now as we speak.
2: I, 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 yes, I am. I'm sitting in a, I'm sitting in a four by six cell with three other gentlemen, three other Patriots, um, uh, here on the line with you right now. I'm in the DT Gulag, uh,
0: Hey, listen, folks, I hope you know, I hope everyone in that jail says no, I am not, I'm public in my support of you. I've been down there on the curb with your families, with Mickey. I, I recently sent 50 grand to the house that where everybody stays, the families of all your, of your people stay. I sent 50 grand for food and such like this. Right. So I, no, I don't need thanks. Thank you guys for standing strong. I think you're going to come, I think this is all going to, Work out okay, and I and I know it's easy for me to say, but you're going to be heroes. This is all going to be exposed. It's you're you got too much going on to probably no pay attention, but the other side counted on just burying everything about the fake election, using lawfare, and thinking that because it was a tyrannical takeover, they would never have to pay the bill because it would take sort of three years for all the legal efforts to go to cross to get. You know, it takes sort of two and a half, three years for legal efforts to really work, get into the court. Well, those are all now getting into court.
3: We're winning. Yeah, I just wanted to please ask everybody to go to Enrique Tarrio's page, which is uh, tariofamilyfund.org. Uh, you can find it on the Gateway Pundit page or underneath any articles about him and donate so that we could uh, take Patrick up on his offer, hopefully, which was so generous and we're so appreciative, Patrick, and you seriously are so amazing uh, to match that $100,000. I think he's at about 30000 right now.
1: All right, my brothers and sisters, uh, I debated whether I was going to show this to you or not, but we, we, we have donated in the past to J6 uh, prisoners, uh, political prisoners, uh, several times, several people, including Enrique Tarrio, but with Patrick doing that, saying that, uh, uh, we decided to give yet again. Be as generous as you can, folks. I don't know what you can or cannot do. Um, I I would have liked to have given a lot more if I had the YouTube um, uh, income, but uh, give what you can. You know, if you're a Christian, you know that you're supposed to give until it hurts. If if it's a little painful or you know a little like, then 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 that's a good amount. Do what you can, folks. But let's help Tario Enrique Tario get to the hundred thousand so he can have. We we need Enrique Tario to have a one legal representation. We need him to be out there and vocal because they try to make him the focal point of the Proud Boys being the mercenary arm of President Trump and his insurrection, and we must kill that narrative in the courts. Please support Enrique Tarrio. But there's more that you can do. There's more that you can do. Please do this tomorrow. Listen to uh, what Cara Castanova invites uh, us to do in this next part.
3: Um and. Call your legislators and also call Jim Jordan's office on Monday and ask that the Westernization Committee and the Judiciary Committee look into the January 6th trials, the corrupt judges, and take a look at what Enrique Tarrio said about Donald Trump, um, them trying to get to Trump through him and making him lie, trying to get him to lie about Donald Trump. Make sure that Jim Jordan knows that. And, um, you know, we'll speak with Kyle, I think, about getting those names of those FBI agents so that they can put them on the stand and, and um, you know, get them to say under. Oath, if, if this is true or not, cause they can't lie under oath. Like he said, or they'll lose their job. So please call Jim Jordan's office and donate to Enrique and pray for Enrique. Thank you all so much for coming on here and follow all the speakers, follow uh, me, Alicia and Jim, and please uh, keep reading the gateway pundit where we're going to continue to bring you the truth no matter what.
1: All right. So let's talk about a few things that we learned from Enrique Tarrio on this Twitter spaces, gateway pundit conversation that happened uh, on Friday. First of all, the DOJ was trying to get him to say that through these three layers of separation that he was receiving instructions for for the Proud Boys from President Trump. And a lot of people on the left, MSNBC and others, have said that maybe it was Roger Stone. Stone Cold Roger Stone. Well, Enrique Tarrio actually addressed that. Uh, on the Twitter spaces on Friday.
3: Earlier today we discussed this. A lot of people were suspicious that Roger Stone was one of the three people they were trying to connect you to Trump with, and you said you could say for 100% that it was not Roger Stone?
2: Unequivocally, it wasn't Roger Stone. Um, I know that that's everybody's first thing, because I take pictures of Mr. Roger Stone and all of that, but unequivocally it wasn't him. That's the connection, Unequivocally, there is no connection to me and Donald Trump by One party, two party, three party, six party, twenty party—it doesn't exist. I'm sorry, and we'll
4: call you guys back. Thank you, Enrique.
1: There was no degrees of separation. There was no Kevin Bacon degrees of separation from Enrique Tarrio to President Trump. There is none. He said he's never spoken to President Trump. He doesn't know President Trump. He's never met President Trump. Roger Stone is unequivocally not the person that uh, that supposedly was the connection they were trying to make. And, I, you know, I, I appreciate Enrique Tarrio sounds very strong and very just, um, you know, it's just very positive. He's, he's got a good vibe as all these things are going through. Remember, once again, to donate to the fund. We need to get him to 100000 Why? Well, it's not, it, it wasn't just that he said that there was no connection with Roger Stone in any of this. He actually dropped the name of two government-fed officials by name that try to get him to lie about a connection to president trump they're going to have a target on him literally and figuratively in lawfare he needs to have the best representation he can this is a huge huge story he just named two of the people that try to get him to roll over he needs to have the proper legal representation to to to, to expose this This is huge. Listen. To have these people subpoenaed, if possible. Yeah.
4: And if we can get those names, specific names, then we can start taking action on things like that. And if we can't, there's nothing we can do with the the allegation of it, but we can dig into it if you have them. And I would appreciate it publicly or otherwise. I don't care how it is. You can find us. You know how your people know how to get in touch with us, but uh, Gateway Pundit or otherwise. I I can give you two very public names that
2: were in the room that day. And that, that name is Jason McCullough, which is the main prosecutor in our case. And the supervisor, which is right under Michael Graves, and her name is uh, Jocelyn Valentine, um, and there was many times that they they stepped out of the room to talk to their higher-up. And there's no more higher-up than Mr. Michael Graves, and on top of that is Mr. Merrick Garland, and as we know, on top of that is two other people, which is the Biden and Harris White House. there's no doubt in my mind that they're working together, but yes, uh, I agree with you. Um, I'm a person that, that, that we need hard, we need a smoking gun and we need proof. Okay. And, uh, those two games that uh, I will be speaking with my attorneys on a couple of other things when it has to do with the meetings in that case. So thank you Tom for that.
1: Once again, no connection to an insurrection because there was no insurrection. This was a protest between Tario. And President Trump, remember, Enrique Tarrio wasn't even in D.C. during the Capitol protest, yet there are many connections between the illegitimate fake president, Joe Biden, and Enrique Tarrio. The real insurrectionist is, is that bastard, lying, dementia, sick pedophile in the Oval Office that breaks the fake president, Joseph Robinette Biden Jr., And Enrique Tarrio can't remember some names, but he's got some details that they can really narrow down to who these people were that were trying to try to try to frame President Trump and have him lie. This is all perjury. And this is big stuff, folks. This is big stuff. We need our day in court on this.
4: Yeah. Follow up to that. Were there any FBI personnel that were in the room at that time? Did you have any investigators that were there? There were two
2: FBI agents in the room. I, I don't remember their names. But one of them is a, a shorter FBI agent that was in our trial. I'm sure somebody, somebody has the name. Um, she was a helicopter pilot. Um, she said that on the stand. I forgot what her name
4: is. Um, and there was another FBI agent there in the room, too. So, because those people would lose their careers if they lied under oath, if they were questioned about this. And This thing is actually worth uh, pursuing that way. Anyway, I just wanted to touch that. I really appreciate it. Stand strong. Uh, praying for you, man.
1: Yes, please pray for Enrique Tarrio. Um, if you can, I wish you could hold my hand right now. Uh, let's say a prayer right now for Enrique Tarrio. Father in heaven, please, please bless Enrique Tarrio that he can reach his goal, that he can have the proper legal representation to fight this evil. In Jesus' name, we ask the Father to please protect Enrique Tarrio from the evil physical forces, the torture and all the demonic darts of the evil one and these evil people that will be going his way, the eye of the devil that will be going his way. Please protect him physically, buoy him up spiritually, and let's help, help us help Enrique. Father, we need to have truth and light. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay. The two people that he named, DOJ lead prosecutor Jocelyn Ballantyne and assistant U.S. attorney Jason McCullough. Jocelyn Ballantyne was a DOJ attorney staffed on General Michael Flynn's prosecution. The DOJ admitted to altering evidence in Flynn's case and the government eventually dropped the case against General Flynn. So we can see that pattern here of falsifying. Ballantyne uh, was caught lying during a DOJ investigation of Strzok and McCabe. She still holds a job as a top official in Merrick Garland's DOJ. Of course she does. She's a foot soldier. She does what she's supposed to do. Attorney Jason McCullough recently urged jurors to convict the Proud Boys of Seditious Conspiracy. Uh, Nova Campaign found the name of the FBI helicopter pilot who was also in the room that day. That's what I'm telling you. They gave a a, a good description of it when I heard that before. Um, but now that I'm hearing it again and doing the, the update reporting, this is the uh, this is the agent, FBI Special Agent uh, Kate Camarelli, Camilleri. Went to West Point, got her bachelor's in foreign studies and received her master's in contemporary warfare from King's College in London. She served in the army, deployed to Afghanistan. She flew combat missions daily. She also worked with a female engagement team comprised of soldiers, SEALs, intel to gather info from women there. She joined the FBI as a special agent in 2016. Why? most of her adult life, she spent in the army she and her her husband had deployed multiple times. She wanted a job that would allow her to have a more direct impact on community. Camilleri adds as special agent she is currently assigned specifically to counterterrorism. Her focus is on overseas actors like ISIS, Al-Qaeda. Her job is to ID terrorists before attacks. So now we have three of these people because he said the helicopter person. Now we know exactly who it is. It was talking about this individual here. Special Agent Kate Camilleri. And you can see in this tweet here. Uh, Brandy Buckman uh, breaks down who she is. And then we had a tweet from earlier this year as well where we could see where this Assistant U.S. Attorney Jason McCullough actually brought up Kate Camlieri, FBI spatial agent from Alabama, uh, as his witness. So she went from, you know, fighting for our country, supposedly, uh, in overseas to being an enemy here domestically. These are the real domestic terrorists, folks. The real domestic terrorists. These people are sick and they are thick like thieves in their plot to destroy America and our freedom and keep our elected, duly elected president, Donald John Trump, out of the Oval Office again in 2024. Folks, the terror attacks of September 11, that same evil, is still plaguing us and attacking us uh, today. Um, I go back to Utah uh, tomorrow. I'm here in California. Uh, and here in my mom's home, she has this picture of the World Trade Center before the towers came down. Obviously the towers are there. And this is where I would go with my mom. Uh, that's She worked for Merrill Lynch in that building at the World Trade Center as a kid. Went several times uh, to the World Trade Center um, to join my mom for for work. She wanted a better life for uh, for me, so we moved to Southern California. She got a transfer through Merrill Lynch, and everything that I am right now is obviously thanks to my mother and father. Because I was blessed and am blessed uh, to have uh, to, to grow up mostly in a nuclear family. Uh, when I say, for those of you who have been around for a long time, know that when I talk about my dad, I'm generally talking about my stepdad who uh, who raised me. And I do have a relationship with my father who is a good man as well. Uh, folks, all I can do is ask you to please help Enrique Tarrio reach that 100000 so, uh so with the matching of Patrick Byrne, he can expose these evil people by name. Ciao. God bless. I'll be back tomorrow. Uh, once again, tomorrow's episode will probably be very late as well, as I'll be traveling back to Utah uh, tomorrow. Thank you very much. Ciao, goodbye. God bless America.
0: We're in a situation where we have put together, and you guys did did it for our administ- the President Obama's administration before this. We have put together, I think, the most extensive and inclusive voter fraud organization in the history of American politics.